When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. What do you guys have planned for Thanksgiving? Will, you host Thanksgiving at your house, don't you? We do. Sue, my, my wife is very, it, Thanksgiving is, is her, I think, essentially her favorite holiday. There was a, a lot of, um, her family got together every Sunday night, even later in, in, in life, everybody would bring the kids, everything. So the family meal on Sunday night was very important. She could kind of capture that with um, Thanksgiving. So she puts a lot into Thanksgiving and the numbers have dwindled. There's like four of us at the table, but there's still 9,000 pounds worth of food yeah. that we then eat for three weeks. Well, I really benefit this time of year living close to Will. I benefit living close to Will a lot throughout the year, but especially this time of year because she is getting her <laughs> baking together. Yeah. She's, I mean, it starts in October. She starts prepping, like, I'm trying out a new thing, and then Will just drops off gifts on my porch. Like, here's some <laughs> zucchini bread. Here are some pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. And I'm like, yes, please. Yeah. So, <laughs> she does, your she, wife is a great cook. She is. 
And it's I mean, it's we always shame. end up talking about food and writer I know. hates it. But writer, your wife is also a great cook. <laughs> we do talk about food. Food is good. We love food. We love food. Writer, what are you I'm doing about for underwear? Thanksgiving? Are you going you know, well, up here, home? It, yeah, uh, I, I go up to my parents the week before Thanksgiving. So we do like a Thanksgiving up there. And then we have a Thanksgiving in L.A. Um, okay. But uh, my parents informed me last week they are now vegan. What? 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up a vegetarian. And then um, my parents started eating meat like just 10 years ago or whatever. But now they've gone vegan. So I don't oh, know what. <laughs> now we don't know what to a, do. Uh, my wife is like such log. an amazing cook. And she, um, my wife, you know, loves meat. Like that's, you know, she's Italian, Puerto Rican. Like everything is like a meat dish and then like rice and beans or like a you know, meat and the pasta. Like, so <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. It definitely involves butter always. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Um, but I, I think they're going to be pretty mellow about it and not uh, too extreme. But yeah, it's going to be a different, it's going to be a completely different Thanksgiving than I'm used to. Bacon, you know, we used well, to actually is vegan, isn't it? Bacon, yeah, yeah. We used to, you know, we used to actually uh, shoot turkeys, like get, catch wild turkeys um, on the property year, in the years past. Yeah, yeah, because they'd always come on the property. So, like, there was one year I was like came outside and it was early in the morning and there was like a flock of turkeys. So, like, I went and got the gun and shot the turkey that we ate that year. It was wow. never very good though. Like, wild turkey is so much tougher. It's like you don't realize how much fattening up they do when they oh, you know, yeah, farm all, raise turkeys yeah, like a wild turkey yeah. is not as good so my mom used to always like brine the turkey because that was the only way to like have moist turkey uh Did she so i was never it? yeah we no, should have spatchcocked it. it you can I still don't know what this is <laughs> pod meat spatchcocking that is you learn your own you can start your I'll own podcast you chicken at one point <laughs> Okay, just drop it on my porch, please. I, With Sue's zucchini bread. I love how she's like, I'm not coming over to eat it. Just drop it at my house. <laughs> the no, idea no, of come, coming come over, over for a meal wasn't even, she's like, no, you're going to walk to my house. Are we allowed to do that now? Is is the pandemic over? Can I see people? I can come to your house for a meal? Aren't we allowed at this point? Yeah, we're allowed. We're allowed. We're totally we're allowed. allowed. I was kind of making a joke, but I think I've gotten so used to being like, leave everything on the porch. Yeah. And then back away slowly. Send me a text when it's Wipe there. Wipe it down okay? with antiseptic I, wipes. I remember. I remember oh, driving to Danielle's house during the pandemic to do a game show from outside yes. on the porch. Scorantine. Scorantine. Yeah. Yes, I we was did. on her game show. Oh, that's right. At the right. very start of the pandemic, <laughs> Jensen and I did an Instagram game show called Scorantine where we gave away stuff from our house. And that's we were so like, fun. how can we have guests? And so we put a tape measure from where we were sitting inside the house. <laughs> we we did it six outside. feet and there was a little X and it was like, you're allowed to stand right here. Between oh, the glass doors. like ding, ding, ding. Hi, I'm here it on was, the game show. It was so much fun. <laughs> Oh, man, that was a good time. Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And so what you do is you take out the backbone and you Stop. flatten oh, it. Just say man, your name. Found a and way to do it. Wilfred Dell. Man, Spatchcock. man. <laughs> so today we are recapping season one, episode 19, Kid Gloves. It originally aired March 25th, 1994. The synopsis is that Alan gives Corey a gift for his birthday, a necklace with silver boxing gloves. Without explaining the meaning of them to Corey, he is careless and loses them. Corey feels terrible after hearing what they mean to Alan. It was directed by David Trainer. It was written by Jeff Manel. And uh, yeah, we can jump into our recap. You will. You actually. Let's see what you had to say. You said you had just so freaking much to say. I I want to know. I did not like this episode. Oh, <gasps> really? I did not like this episode. I there was a lot about this episode that I frankly and again, 
no disrespect to Manel, fan of the you know friend of ours, fan of the show. I thought the the writing kind of overall in this episode. I feel like this entire episode was made so they could redo the shot from the graduate. <laughs> That's the. I feel like that was the only thing. How about the fact that it's Corey's birthday, but no one wishes him a happy birthday. Right. Yeah. His dad wishes him a happy birthday and then it's never mentioned again. It's like, is this is supposed to be Corey's birthday? Eric is a dick throughout this entire episode. <laughs> um, this is just, yeah, I was watching this uh, like, wow, uh, this uh, might you know, be my I, least favorite episode so far. That's funny. I, I wouldn't say it's my least favorite episode, but it did feel a little off to me. For, yeah. and I, I'm not sure why, but it was just everything. Everything seemed a little, even down to like Rusty's hair. I was like, Rusty needs a haircut. <laughs> it's like something's like I don't know it just felt a little rough around the, I feel like we had sort of like hit our groove and then taken things for granted by the time we shot this episode yeah, it was like just, we all know what we're doing and I just feel like it was phoned in uh, in some ways I don't know or rushed or something but I, I wouldn't did, say it was there's it was so much I remembered about it that I like like you're something creepy underboat Andy we'll get to all right. I mean but I sat here watching this episode and maybe I was in a bad mood, but I don't, I was just like, I don't like this episode. I just didn't, no, it's funny. I didn't like me in this. And that wasn't the acting. I didn't like the way Eric was written. I didn't yeah. like the way the parents kind of came off. I didn't like how it was his birthday, but it wasn't. Um, yeah. I didn't like all the kids in their bathing suits. I mean, it was like, there was a lot about this episode I just did not like. And, yeah. and it, it's not wokeness. It was just, I didn't think it was particularly well-written. And that, that's yeah. not Manel because it's the whole room. It, it just wasn't a great episode. It a little like it was, it had pieces of a bunch of different drafts where they were like, mm. this was kept from here and then this was kept from here and we have to keep this line even though it had been, the, the whole script had been altered enough times that maybe that right. line didn't really still fit there anymore, but someone was holding onto it for some reason. So I agree. I will say though, um, I liked, well, well, we'll get to it. I, there was a part of it that I really did like. And yet the part of it that I really liked uh, was one of those parts I'm saying didn't really feel like it fit in right. with this mm. episode. But if it mm. were in another episode, I think I would have really liked it. So we start in Feeney's classroom. Mr. Feeney is telling his class about extracurricular activities they can pick from. And they each have to pick one. There's vocabulary club, debate team, the upholstery club, and scuba club. <laughs> Corey Which is amazing, by the way. Scuba in like I sixth know. grade? What an incredible thing. Like, Again, that, it's uh, not a real the thing. They did it so they could do the shot from the graduate. <laughs> There's no scuba <laughs> club in sixth grade in Philadelphia. Well, maybe there is at some certain private schools. I maybe. actually did scuba as my PE in college. You, did I, you could, in I, I got PE credit for doing scuba. It was I did awesome. Bowling. Yeah, I got scuba Yours certified. Yours was cooler. Bowling. Mine was bowling. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Unbelievable. <laughs> This first scene was great. The first scene was was great. I thought the setup was great. Okay. I thought the you'll comedy give, you'll was give good. this scene. Okay, this okay. Scene, yeah, I thought this scene was roll fun. the credits. I I mean I just I just like the classroom scenes now because we're all so comfortable. You know, Lee yeah. is yeah. just hysterical, obviously, and like I don't know, it just feels like the the dynamics and like you just accept that you know he's only going to talk to Sean and Corey and yep. Topanga. He's also that's fine. Is, but it's it's Bill comforting is getting at more this comfortable. Point. I know it yeah. sounds strange because you think you you shouldn't see it because he's such a seasoned no. pro. But he's like, I think working with children threw him a bit at first. Yeah. And now he's to a point where it, he's just playing off you guys and yeah. you're playing off of him. And it's great. I think yeah. he's also now more comfortable with the live studio audience. Totally. So he yeah. he feels more at ease because he he knows now about holding for laughs. And, mm -hmm. he, you know, I think I think he's more comfortable in that sense. Um but so even his face with the with the upholstery club, like he throws a little face that's hysterical. Mm -hmm. I mean, the little moments are awesome. 
Corey and Sean pick the scuba club while Minkus picks between the vocabulary club and the debate team. But then Topanga also picks scuba and Minkus says, slap me in a wetsuit and throw me overboard. (laughs) He is so stinking cute. I can't stand it. I know. And great. Yes. Feeney asks the class uh, what the acronym of scuba is. And Corey says, Duba. (laughs) Which I didn't remember. And I actually think it's almost better than something creepy underboat. It's really (laughs) funny. Duba. (laughs) I thought the exact same thing. So funny to me that something creepy underboat was so memorable for us. And is so funny. But scuba scuba duba is is just as funny. (laughs) We forgot it. We all forgot it. It's really funny. So Feeney explains what an acronym is, and Sean says it stands for something creepy under boat Andy. Andy. And then Mr. Feeney says, Mr. Hunter, well, actually, he doesn't say it. He says it first. He said, Mr. Hunter, you haven't spoken since the fourth grade. Fourth grade. <laughs> so was he also your fourth grade teacher? I guess so. But here's the other thing. He just spoke. <laughs> I know. I Sean know. just spoke <laughs> two sentences ago. He, he just actually, spoke. He also didn't he attribute what Corey said to Mr. Hunter. Yes, like, hey, he, it's like he. Well, he yeah. said, no, he said the other way around. He said Sean says something, and he says, "Mr. Matthew, stop." And Corey goes, "That was Sean." I mean, like he, the yeah. kid just talked. So I know, and it's, it, no it's a really easy adjustment too to say, "Mr. Hunter, you haven't given a correct answer since the fourth grade. You haven't like, tried to right. answer a question. You haven't whatever." Yeah. Like I was like, that was my first kind of like, okay, they're just that doesn't make any sense. Like. Well, so Will originally said he likes the first scene, but now I we take it see back. problem number one. I take <laughs> it back. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes so... grandpas get cranky. <laughs> oh but you're the best grandpa ever. <laughs> Mr. Feeney asks Minkus to give the correct answer, and Minkus says no, because he doesn't want to know everything. He wants to be he wants to fit in and he wants to be like one of the normal stupid guys. And then Minkus can't. Just kind of unmotivated. Like, why? Why is Minkus? Feels like a holdover from an old episode where he was trying to be like us, or you know, like. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird non sequitur. Yeah. Yes, I agree. It feels like a holdover where I guess that was just kind of though they waffled between Minkus loving being the know it all and also being like, why is it always me? And this was the time where they decided it was a why is it always me? Just for a joke. Just Just for for the joke of yeah. Because it doesn't then, pl- it doesn't play into the episode at all. No, it doesn't play into the episode. Um, so he eventually gives the correct answer and then says he hates himself. And Sean says, you're not the only one. And then we get into our opening credits. And you know what I noticed this episode had a lot of? Also something I didn't love. Zoom ins on which bedroom is Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Yes. It never happened before. That's what no. I was like. Because I literally saw that and I was like, oh, it's a side yard. Because I, that's right? what I said. But then it doesn't make any sense if that's the window. Okay, so that's that's the window. Basically, if it zooms into that window for the for the boys' bedroom, then the tree is off, off the side. It, but correct. then you can't. But then that can't be the front door if that's the case, Co- right? Exactly, exactly. Then it can't be the front door. So it doesn't. So, so it totally is an MC Escher house. It's like it makes no sense. It, it makes, makes no, no sense. sense. None. It yeah. can't. It just because doesn't work. And so then that would also, that window that we're zooming in on and those exteriors yes. is a, f- a window on the fourth wall, like where the yes. camera is. Exactly. Which doesn't make any sense because then the tree is outside that width yeah. to the right. That is Which exactly- would be the tree that's, which is not right because if, they're, if you're leaving the kitchen, you can't be, yeah. Yep. Oh my God. But that is it's exactly so- what I said, writer. I said out loud yep. to husband Jensen Carr, producer of this podcast. I said, wow, well, based on this window- 
It's a, it's side, a side yard. yard. But yeah. is, and, and I guess this is the first time we've done the zoom on the exterior because I, I think so. I've never noticed it before. Yeah. And it kept and they doing liked it. It, it so kept much, doing different moves. They did it moves. four times. Four they times. They did it four times. And then they yeah. also had the night shot where it was like, like a jib out, 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 out front, like a yeah. low jib shot. I was like, what? So yeah. they must have gotten more exteriors after, like right at this point, like after we got picked up for the back nine, they were like, go, yes. go film some more. Because it was an actual, it was an actual pan. It wasn't digital. It was an actual no. push in. It wasn't a digital yeah. push, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, digital didn't exist yet, man. Yeah. Wow. Hey, Danielle. Yeah. Do you, when you're just home alone, refer to him as husband Jensen Carr, producer of this podcast? I'm just curious. Just my I, do, I leave off producer of this podcast, but he's in my phone as husband Jensen Carp. Oh, okay. Good. So you I need the last name too, I, just in yeah, case. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have husband other husbands. Jensen I have done other it. husband Jensen's. Okay, fair enough. So I was just checking. This is husband Jensen Carp. That, gotcha. that makes sense. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard? Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm, not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. 
bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. <laughs> that is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box, and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media, and I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized, and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Uh, so then we get that fancy zoom in on the bedroom. Alan sneaks in while the boys are sleeping and he puts a box on Corey's face and then he sneaks out. Eric sees the box and wakes Corey up with a megaphone. Corey opens the box with a birthday card from his dad. He finds <laughs> a necklace. Could have picked up the bone and hit him, but you picked up the megaphone. Uh, I picked up the megaphone <laughs> or the one <laughs> boxing glove. Missed what? opportunity. What? You know what I remember about this scene? I remember this was one of the first scenes that I realized they always talk about like different words being funnier than other words and how mm -hmm. you can hit certain words and how this was the scene that taught me that that was absolutely true because Corey, there's a box in your face ending with face and hitting it yeah. made the scent made it funnier than there's a box in your forehead or there's a box in your mm -hmm. head, on your head. Right. There, but Corey, there's a box in your face. Like it made me realize that, that, that it, it is true. The the funnies. Remember the David Kendall funny scale where we talk about size, like funny, mm -hmm. funny, 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 not funny, not funny, nice. funny, funny, not funny, not. And he yeah. also said funny. that with certain words, where certain words are funnier than other words, the way you hit them. And I was like, come on, how can just a, the sound of a word be funny? But this is one of those scenes where he he's one hundred percent right. It was if you just yeah. hit that face and you end it with face for some reason that's funnier than head face or face is a funnier word. You're funnier absolutely word. right. Funnier and word. the way you hit it, very funny. It's very funny. So Corey opens it, finds the necklace, and says, hey, it's not a buck knife. And Corey is disappointed with his becoming a man gift, especially since Eric got a knife. So someone kept pitching the idea of Corey wanting to pretend to be Jewish so that he could Jewish do response. a bar mitzvah. Right. Yeah. And so is it a general thing that, like, 
when you, is he, is he now 13? Is this his 13th birthday? Is it like a common thing that 13 is the year when you become a man outside of the Jewish tradition or religion? Wait, outside of the Jewish tradition or in yeah, the Yeah, like Jew- for everyone. Cause he's, I don't, I don't think, well, I think he's Matthews turning 12. Were, I think he's turning 12 because well, he was he said, 11 when the season said started. in the fugitive, we're 12, we live again. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So, so I don't know. I'm assuming is this his 13th birthday? And if is it is, I guess 13... entering your teenage years is something. And so formative? that's when you become a yeah. man. No, not really. I'm just, I'm just I wondering. Mean, I, I, because this is, it's, it's like, I'm, he's, it's his becoming a man gift. So I, was I don't a little think like, there is, there is, is a specific kind of there, there is no like right. specific age outside of the Jewish. But maybe it's because it's like 13 is thought of as being like the first year of maybe starting puberty. So maybe yeah, that's teenage years. I mean, I guess yeah, it's, okay. pick, it's when you become a teenager, right? Yeah. yeah it's 13. It does I seem like a leap up in some. Yeah, it is. And then you're 13 okay. when you start high school. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. So Eric says that little trinkets are important to Alan and he has to act grateful by wearing the necklace. And Corey says he's just going to pretend he never found it. And then we are downstairs in the Matthews kitchen. Alan tells Amy that Corey is going to love him a little bit more today than he loves her because he gave him his silver gloves. Corey comes downstairs in a rush to get his permission slip for scuba lessons. He quickly says thank you to his dad. And Alan is sad. Just, now that I think about it, why would Alan think that giving him jewelry is that cool? Like, no. How about nobody wishing him a happy yeah. birthday? How about, how about Amy so not true. saying happy birthday? I know, or like having it, a cake for him later on that no day. Cake. Nope, nobody says anything. Nobody says happy birthday. Sean doesn't say happy. Hey, buddy, it's your birthday. It's never brought up. <laughs> I've never thought about all it. so weird. that it's Corey's birthday by anyone in the family. Yeah, that does slightly. seem like a big miss. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, definitely a really big miss to think that you could give your 13 year old son a necklace and not tell yeah. him why it's important. Exactly. <laughs> Not tell him anything. You leave it on his face and then you and expect him to be happy and like he's going to love me more than you today j- yeah. with your wife. Like, no, like I don't. I, it just it made no sense. I didn't get it. I just didn't get this one for some reason. Yeah. Well, Amy asks if Corey even knows the significance of those silver gloves, and he says not yet, and we find we find out in that moment that he won them. Morgan comes down and asks why she doesn't have a gift on her face, and they tell her that big girls don't get gifts on other people's birthdays. She feels bad and runs back upstairs, and Alan wants to buy her love, and Amy says, please don't cave in. And that whole scene is just over. Nobody... And see. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There you go. <laughs> And then, I, okay. And then right. we go into the school cafeteria. It's scuba class. Corey and Sean are prepping for scuba lessons. There's a Darth Vader reference. Yep. And Corey I remember says, this scene so well. And I remember me. being tell me so your nervous memories. about it. I just remember all of us being so nervous. Yeah, we were feeling all very so nervous. weird about our bodies. Like, and so cold. Just so cold and uncomfortable. Uh, and I was just watching this, you know, I just remember feeling bad about my body, which is hysterical because yeah. I look I now and I'm like, I'm just a skinny little kid. But I, and I remember, you know, Ben was very insecure too. I remember yeah. Ben pulling his, his shorts, shorts up, up as high as he could because he was just feeling, which is ridiculous. Like, why are we, why are we, but I guess you're just self-conscious as a kid. Like you're of just course. self-conscious about your body. Yeah. And, and, and it's interesting that it's written into the scene too, that we're all yeah. like self-conscious about our bodies or, you know, yeah, we know this is going to be a thing to it a little bit. I mean, that's. Something. Yeah. Yeah. They were. I mean, they had to, I guess, because yeah. it is kind of weird. Like, I don't know. Or maybe they, sh- maybe, maybe it was because it was written too. like, what if you just did a scene that wasn't about, you know, where we just were wearing bathing suits, like, and not talking about it. I don't know. 
Well, because I, I I remember very much the same thing, Ryder. I remember yeah. being very nervous and uncomfortable mm-hmm. and very mm-hmm. cold and super yep. self-conscious. And you can see it yep. when I cross over to the table later and, and Lee is there with me. I like put my hands across my stomach oh, and then I realize- keep crossing my arms across my body. You see, you know, yeah. that's like a, 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 like a thing I never do when I'm wearing clothes. Like, right. Completely blocking my body. I with do my that arms. and then realize yeah. I'm doing that, and it probably looks weird. And then I uncross my yep. arms. And yep. I remember, I did think while I was watching it last night, I did think, well, that's a very real experience. Kids are uncomfortable right. and do feel self conscious about their bodies and are looking at other bodies and comparing theirs to yeah. other kids. And right. then I also had the same thought, which was, huh, I wonder how much more, like, then to, 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 have, to have it be written to that directly and yeah. to be the actor bringing it to life, it is just one of those situations that's, yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Again, I had a little PTSD from this scene because as the fat kid growing up, which I always was, having to do gym class where it was like shirts and skins and having to take off your shirt and being the fat. Yeah. I mean, I like, I had a visceral reaction to this scene. Did you ever take your shirt off on Boy Meets World? Oh, hell no. Oh, right. And God. you wouldn't have, right? Which, no. Like, what if they had written that? I think at one point they did. And I was like, I'm not doing that. They, I, wow. I, do. I think at one point they wrote a scene where it was like Matt Lawrence, um, who has a horrible body. Um, <laughs> Matt, just Matt misshapen, Lawrence, you know, the, just a really. She's greater abs. Um, and oh I God. was supposed to be in a, in a like sauna together. And I was like, that ain't happening. Not, not mm. a chance of that going on. But again, wow. I, and, 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 I, and I'm not saying that the show, like, oh man, they shouldn't have put the kids in bathing. It's got nothing to do with that. It's not. It's it's just that as a kid who never wanted to take his shirt off, who was so uncomfortable doing it, who would die inside on those shirts and skins days, I had like a visceral reaction to the scene. I really did. It was so weird. I was yeah. I was ten again, and it was so weird. Where you know it's you know you're buying the husky size shorts and stuff like that, and it was right. just. Yeah, See, it's it funny because in real life I never was insecure. I mean, I never was like. Like, I was never like, oh, I've got a great body. I just never thought about it. Like, I just, like, never thought. But it's funny that I was, in this context, I remember being so nervous and insecure and weirded yeah. out. And Well, you're on so. camera. I mean, it's like you're yeah. in front of everybody. And and you right. and I do like that they wrote to it. I do like that they wrote to the fact yeah. that everybody was, was uncomfortable right. with it. Except Topanga. Right. Who is known totally for confident. just being confident. I mean, that's yeah. her thing. Yeah. It's like, it is what it is. This is how I am. I didn't think you were and in an inappropriate bathing yeah. suit. Yeah, you no. weren't any. No, it was not just, at all. Yeah, and it's just when strange. Lee sh- pulls out his wetsuit, it was hysterical. It was great. <laughs> because yes, he's just great. like, I'm going to do this. And Indy laughed. And, you know, I think yeah. I, I, Indy understood what was going on. Like he understood the dynamics of like everybody talking about what their bodies look like and yeah. you know being yeah. uncomfortable. Uh, this episode has some weird audience moments, though. Like, I, was I would say like say. there's like three of them and to the point that my wife and my child commented on it like that was weird like because there's another one later with Alan I forget what it is but it was like kind of a weird like applause moment or I don't know and this one like when Danielle takes her, her it's not robot. just me hold on it's not oh, just yeah. me we all get cheers I know but you get yeah. a whistle the whistle is the oh. weird there's like a I'm like a palpable like what why would you whistle like yeah but we have all of us for the second we take our clothes off it's like what or cheers or something yeah. it's like why are we okay yeah, I went into it. For younger shows. Kissing and... I guess, yeah, you're right. I guess kissing and all that stuff. Because, yeah, I went into it thinking, because I had seen a clip before we did this episode. I had seen a clip that somebody had sent of me taking off my robe, and I heard the whistles. And I thought, oh, no, it's going to be a situation where... 
the 12 year old girl takes off her robe and everybody whistles, but Ben took off his robe and mm-hmm. it was a woo. woo. Yeah. And then yeah. Ryder took off his robe and it was a woo. But and with then, you, it was a little more tepid. It was a little weird. It felt yeah. like hesitant. It wasn't like a woo, the same way it was with us. It was like, are, is this okay? Like you yeah, could almost hear was, the audience like yes. start and then stop and then well, be like, almost, oh, well, is how it are we going to react? appropriate to be doing yeah. which, which Almost endears you the audience a little more. <laughs> totally, where it's like even totally. the audience was like, yeah. I don't know if this is okay. But yeah. I also wonder how much of that is because of the way Ben and I react, which is that we're not right. sure how you know, because like it's it's within the script itself, within the scene itself, we're not like hubba hubba. We're sort of right. like, Whoa, I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. what and am it's I like, supposed to do? It, yeah, it's like the show is sort of positioning us in that weird moment of like liking girls but not sure if yeah. what that means yet or what yeah, how we're supposed to feel real. about it. Very which is totally real. It's real, very but, real. Yeah. yeah. Totally. But it makes yeah. for, I think it made the audience feel a little, un, like, not sure which way to go, too. It's like the whole, which, yeah, I don't know. It's, when you think yeah. about it, I actually kind of love that exactly what we're talking about is how you feel at that age, which is, I'm uncomfortable, I'm not sure what I'm feeling, and I don't know how I'm supposed to react. And what were yeah. we all feeling? I'm insecure, <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm doing, and yep. I'm not sure how to act. And the audience yep. is like, they put me in a situation, and I'm uncomfortable, and I'm not sure how to act. And now us as adults watching it, we're like, it's a little uncomfortable, I'm not sure how to feel about it, and I'm not sure how to act. Like, it, it, it works. Which, there you go. Truthfully, it works. is it works. puberty for yeah. every yeah. single person. Like, right. they, they've right. actually managed to pick the perfect thing to the rushing like, nesting dolls of discomfort for yes. the <laughs> so i actually i i i think i love it i yeah, think yeah. i actually right. love it this is your favorite scene of all boy meets world you know what this Nailed is the it. best episode of boy meets world episode oh man no it was good should have won good. the emmy that year God. yeah exactly. i was expecting to be Uncomfortable, uncomfortable like oh it shouldn't be like and i was like no that no. they actually handled that really well like uh-huh. i thought they handled it really well yeah um so yeah no it was uh it was interesting completely agree okay uh the so bub, 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 bub was funny too bub, 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 so funny. oh yeah. my gosh <laughs> bill doing that yeah. is amazing it was, great. it was great it really was yeah <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah, his, him holding up. Also, I love that he is a a certified scuba instructor. And it's like, (laughs) of course, like, I wonder if they they had chosen upholstery club. Would he have also been the upholstery teacher? Like, it's just great. Well, you also, you learn things about him like this. He's scuba teacher. He drives too fast. He's got driving gloves. Like, he's not what you think he is. Yeah. Um, So that's always cool to allude to the different life of Feeney that you've never seen before. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so Feeney clarifies the very first rule is that no one can ever dive alone. And now they have to pick a partner to be a diving buddy. Corey and Sean partner up and then Topanga and Minkus become partners and they have to share a mouthpiece. Feeney does that little breathing technique thing that just blows us all away. And then we are back in Corey and Eric's room. Eric is on the phone with Donna, who he accidentally calls Vicky. Of course he is. (laughs) This is now officially just lazy writing. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, I'm calling it out. This is officially yeah. this is officially just lazy writing. If every right. time how, how we're going to see Eric, he's on the phone with yeah. another girl that he screwed something up with, you are no longer trying. I'm sorry. Yeah. You just aren't. And by this point, I was like, come on, really? Every freaking time yeah. now, this yeah. is what it's going to be? Uh, I have no- I did notice this episode, what you've been talking about, which is the evolution of your wardrobe. You are full, like, the, the flannel shirt. Like, yeah. you are now in grunge. sort of 90s grunge. Yep. Yeah. It, it's clear that they decided to make you sort of more of the time, like halfway yeah. through the season. Yeah. You, I you, noticed you're growing my hair the- to look like Ryder's. They're growing yes. my hair exactly. to look like yours. 
Yep. Well, and I, so, I really yep. noticed in a kitchen scene, I don't think I see your hands this entire episode because it's, your flannel shirt is just yeah, completely covering your hands. That was the yeah. look, man, the big shirts. Yep, was, but that's so funny you said that because my wife was watching with me and she's like, he has the same hair as you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we kind of always had the same hair. She, she's like, yeah, but your hair was like a thing. Was it a thing for Will? I was like, kind of, but yeah, Not it's so interesting. Later. Like, they, yeah. So right. they probably saw the reaction you were getting and it was like, we're going to start doing the middle part just like you, but like riders. Yeah. And then my hair really became so, a thing when I got Because your hair long, was parted long. on the side for yeah. the earlier part of the season. Well, yeah. it was yeah. short and spiky. And it was short and spiky. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now they're That's going, they're so going full, full rider, but with the, uh, with the grunge look. Yeah. Uh, while I'm talking to Donna or Vicky or whoever the hell they've gone through the alphabet. And it's like, have we done a Karen yet? Like, it's, come on. Uh. Well, Eric asks Corey where the necklace is. And Corey says he probably left it by the pool. No big deal. He'll just buy another one. And Alan walks in to explain to Corey the meaning behind the silver glove necklace. And Alan explains he won them boxing in the U.S. Navy. He came in second place in his weight division in the entire U.S. Navy. Corey nice. realizes the necklace is actually really important and the championship fight was so brutal. He really fought, fought his heart out for that necklace. And now he is so proud to pass them on to Corey and will to your point, Eric is just a big old jerk. He's, he is. He's an ass. And it's like, I get being the older brother. I, I get, yeah. I get playing to that, but the kid uh, they've written it where Corey obviously realizes his mistake. He yeah. obviously realizes how important this is to his dad. Yeah. And Eric is just doing everything he can to make him feel as bad about it as he possibly can. Well, especially because it's not like Eric knew the story of the silver gloves. No. And was, it was like he's just learning about it, too. And so it feels almost like you should be having the, the same reaction Corey is, which is, oh, boy, you've really messed up. We got to make yeah. this right for yeah. dad. For dad, Instead, what can we do? Like- especially since it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's also interesting like why you know it could have been like the two of you because it is weird that Corey goes by himself to yeah. break into the school at night and go swimming and like it could it, you could have gone with him right like it could have been like yes. like in other Help episodes me. it's like we're in this yeah. situation the hijinks and it's interesting that they he also doesn't to, he's gonna do something hijinksy and the first thing he doesn't do is pick up the phone and call Sean Right. None yeah. of this makes sense to me. None of this makes sense to me. This whole episode was written to get the one shot of Bill Daniels <laughs> by the side of the pool to look like the graduate. I'm POV, telling you, yeah. that's what this entire episode was about. Because again, <laughs> they don't have a cake for the kid. No, I mean, there's no, there's no. There's they're no having point. dinner without him. Like Yes, they're having, on his birthday. They're eating dinner without him. I mean, none of this makes any sense to me. I don't get it. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. 
So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well. When we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. Summer is steadily approaching, and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation? Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. 
One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. Uh, Corey's on the phone trying to find where the necklace is. Eric shows Corey that he keeps his buck knife safe and wrapped up to keep it safe. He admits it doesn't mean a lot to him, but maybe his kid will like it one day. And I was trying to figure out if there was like some sort of secret message here that without realizing it, the buck knife really is important to Eric because yeah, like is, was there yeah. something? Yeah. So secretly it is important to Eric. He yeah, does Eric not realize it. No, I think no. he does. I think it's that kind of like, I'm, I'm trying cool. to look cool, okay, but it matters to me, which is why I keep it polished. I keep it in the, you know. Yeah. Also, he says, Eric goes out of his way to be like, I'm not into it. Most times you're going to find most teenage boys are into knives. Right. Enough <laughs> to where it's a cool thing. Like yeah. whether you can, I mean, yeah. my first camping knife I got as a kid when I was 12 or 13 oh, yeah. was like the coolest thing in the world. So right. well, Indy, Indy already has a Swiss army knife and he's that's very much That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the idea where it's yeah. like, hey, this awesome silver buck knife, uh, this doesn't mean anything to me. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't get a lot of this, but anyway. So Corey asks for Eric to cover for him while he goes out looking for the silver gloves. And then we are downstairs in the Matthews kitchen. Alan keeps calling Corey down for dinner. And Eric says he went to Sean's for dinner. And Eric says he gave him permission to go. And then Sean comes over, knocking on the kitchen door, looking for Corey. And Ryder, you look like you've come straight from a fish concert. (laughs) You do. You do. I can smell the patchouli through the the Such a weird outfit. (laughs) What is with this green jacket? Like, it's a weird texture. I was like, what is that jacket made out of? It's like, just looks like a... Like a like the the like a car like the car seat insulation like, like car seat material or something. I was just like, this is weird. Yeah, you've got you've got four four layers on a, a tie dye shirt, a collared button down shirt, and then a green hooded zip up hoodie, and then like a padded insulation jacket of some kind. Asbestos jacket. It's, yeah, your asbestos jacket. Eric reminds Sean that Corey is at his house for dinner. Sean goes along with it poorly, and this never comes back around by the way, what you were coming Mm -hmm. over for, what you came over to tell him. I actually thought, having not remembered the episode at all, I actually thought maybe you found the silver gloves and you were coming to be like, hey, I I found these. Right. But no. That might have been a nice twist. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been great? But no. You know what you you also picked up in this this episode, Ryder? You caught from me the hand Hmm. rubbing. Do I do it? The hand oh, rubbing no. back and forth the entire time. Yes. Well, they put oh, you God. in a flannel so long you couldn't rub your hands. I couldn't together, rub my so hands. They... That's why. That's what they're doing. Is they're <laughs> hand tapping me from from uh, doing my hand rubbing, like putting oven mitts on your hands exactly. to keep you from doing. A little putting socks on my hands so I don't cut myself while I sleep like a baby. Um, exactly. And uh, this also, Ryder, goes to how you and I do not remember at all. We were like, we never, we did one scene together. We never worked years. together. This is like our fourteenth like episode together. Total bit. Yeah, so we had like this whole. Scene. 
Oh man, it's so funny. Maybe yeah. you guys did a lot in season one and then never again. And that's, that's when you been. guys were like, can we go back no, to some of that? I think that is actually the case because I do yeah. remember, like I've, I mentioned before, like one of the last scenes of the, of the season is you and me and, and Ben in the backyard. And I yes. remember filming that. Yeah. I think you were wearing the leather, the leather jacket. jacket. That's how I believe. I, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that, so I do remember there was a sense of camaraderie like there, but yeah, I think season two is when the Corey Sean dynamic really kicked yeah. in and then we yeah. just never went back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Alan and Amy know that Eric and Sean are lying and Eric says he doesn't actually know where Corey is and Sean takes off and goes back home. And then we are at the school pool. Corey is scuba diving alone trying to find the necklace and we see underwater shots from Corey's POV, which re- we get as Will's point. This entire episode is about recreating from The Graduate. Yep. The scene shows a bunch of random objects at the bottom of the pool, like a tennis racket, a Barbie attached to a brick, um, a set of keys, <laughs> or actually bizarre. one key. One I know, key. kind of some bizarre things at the bottom of the pool. Mr. Feeney is then yelling at Corey from outside the pool, and Feeney pulls him out. He yells at Corey for scuba diving alone and tells him to go home. What is Feeney doing at the school? <laughs> why, why is, is Corey, he there? Why is Corey scuba diving? Why couldn't he just put on a mask and, yeah, and I don't jump know. in? Why doesn't why does he, he just to... walk around the pool and look? You want to know why? Because <laughs> they are trying to recreate the scene from oh. The Graduate. Oh, That's, that again, it's the whole. Uh, so the thing that I noticed, I I don't know why I remembered the. I, I think I remembered the idea of the scene more than the scene itself. But I thought Ben was in it, which he's not. No, he's obviously done VO, and yeah. so he did the voiceover. So this must have just been Bill by himself shooting yeah. at some, which they did intentionally to not have to have kid hours kid, kid, so kid hours. They did okay, it, yeah they could do it with the crew without us so yeah does anybody hours. know where they shot this anybody have any idea no 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 because you never none of you had to shoot in a pool anywhere no okay no. nope okay yeah i was curious if anybody knew where this was done you're the only person who remembered this well, i remember it specifically because they were all the writers were like yeah. oh man and then we're gonna do the scene from the graduate it's like you know what you should have done is an episode around that <laughs> um you know that would have been awesome too <laughs> Yeah, all I remembered about this episode was having to take my shirt off. Like, yeah. that's all. Of course, I, that's the only course, part of it. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But. Uh, then we're in the Matthews family living room. Amy is relieved Corey is home, but she's going to kill him. Corey admits that he lost the silver gloves. Amy and Alan say Feeney called and said Corey was scuba diving alone. Alan says he doesn't care about losing the silly gloves. He cares about losing Corey. Mr. Feeney rings the doorbell, and he's brought back the silver gloves walked all the way around the house thank you why does he go to the front front door door. why does he go to the front this house makes no sense (laughs) it's in this weird void and then like why does uh, even even if he like let's imagine that he somehow parked his car or came to the front why wouldn't he go through their house to go back to his place like why does he go back out to them walk all the way around yeah yeah, no. maybe maybe get a piece of cake for Corey's birthday that was never mentioned again. <laughs> Is there a B story? Is there a B story to this episode? Um, the tiny B story is Alan getting a Morgan, Morgan a birthday gift, a, a birthday gift. So the tag and that the tag the, and the no other in the kitchen. No, the kitchen otherwise it's literally just Corey getting the thing and scuba. Like it's all A story. That's it's all A story. That's yeah. maybe why it feels a little thin or weird. <laughs> Yeah. Is that why? Yeah. Is that the reason? <laughs> so Corey gives Feeney a big hug and he says, we'll pretend this hug never happened. Feeney says the necklace was in the filter. He didn't even have to go diving alone. Corey gives Alan the necklace back and says he doesn't deserve them yet. He says, give it back to me on the most important day of my life, which will be whatever day you decide to give them back to me. Oh, very sweet. Which I liked. 
That's yeah, the moment. Nice of, that's the mind. The moment I really liked, but also didn't necessarily feel super earned with this episode. No, no. I, I like the sentiment one. a lot. Yeah, it's a great sentiment. It's it's yeah. a, a, a nice it's identical. Scene and him it's identical to the nice sentiment scene. from Sideways, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Great because movie. Remember that Jensen Carp, has husband that- Jensen Carp, producer of this podcast, loves that movie. Oh, it's perfect. It's a great movie. But it, and he has Brilliant. he has this like really really expensive bottle of wine that he's been saving, and he's like, I'm waiting for the most important day, and then somebody says to him, Well, whenever you drink that, that yeah. is the important the, the most important day. Yeah. And so that opening the end, that he, he opening that up, bottle of wine is the is the day. That's what it's yeah. yeah that's what it's so for. then he ends up at a McDonald's or like a fast food restaurant drinking that bottle of wine, and it's like you know he's spending th- he is thousands of dollar bottle yeah. of wine, and he's like enjoying it on the day he's. Yeah. decided to it's such a nice moment yeah, yeah. i know i i think about that uh, a lot when i think about like um when you buy something nice and then you save it mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. like oh i'm not gonna wear it today today i just have to run errands i'm gonna save that for something and then it sits in your closet so long that it like no longer beces important and then you have an event to wear it and you're like that old thing it's like i've never even worn it <laughs> It's like, but so I, I regularly try to, people all the time will give me crap about my tennis shoes. I love tennis shoes, but, and I have a lot of very nice tennis shoes and I just wear them. I run them into the ground. I squat in them. I run in them. I, and people are like, you're creasing your tennis shoes. And I'm like, yeah, cause I'm wearing them. Shoes, I love them. Tennis shoes, yeah. I want to, I, I love them so much. I want to wear them. And when they yeah. are no longer of great quality, because I've worn them into the ground, I will have loved them to death. It's yeah. the velveteen rabbit of it all. Yes. <laughs> I like that. All right. Then we are in, let's see, we've already, yeah, I give some back. Yeah, okay. we're and just then at the tag. We're at the tag. Yeah. I mean, this episode feels like a real blip. We're in the Matthews family living room. Alan ends up giving Morgan a present after all, but he says he wants to keep it a secret from Amy. She opens the box to find a toy horse and asks if he won the horse from the Navy. Alan says no. Then she asks again, did you win this in the Navy? And this time he says yes. And then she hugs him. I wish opening presents for kids was as easy as having a box and you just lift off the lid and then the present is in there. Because when you really open a present for a kid, it's it's like 20 minutes before it's even out of the plastic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I also thought thought a nicer sentiment, frankly, could have been, (laughs) she, she says, is it, did you win this in the Navy? And, and he says, no, I didn't. And she kind of puts it back in the box because she would rather have something that was important to him. Mm. You know, like they could have done something yeah. there, but they'd already shot the bill scene. So there was no point to end the episode <laughs> in any way that, that mattered. Um, I guess maybe the idea is that when she turns 13, she'll get something. Is it going to be just from Alan or is that one going to come from Amy? I don't know. Hmm. If they celebrate her birthday the way they sell, celebrate Corey's, she'll never even know <laughs> she's 13. She's going to box on her face. She's going to wake up it. with a box. Apparently I was born today. <laughs> and no um, other presents. Yeah, nothing. From no, there wasn't even a happy nothing birthday. From- Forget the presents. How about hey, you're my son? Says Amy. Happy birthday. <laughs> what was your favorite birthday? What's your like looking back on your childhood? What was your favorite birthday you ever had? <sighs> Thirteen was pretty cool for me. Yeah, I was on the set of um, Don't Just Sit There on Nickelodeon, and Robert England, who played Freddy Krueger, I was interviewing him that day, and he heard it was my birthday. And he brought me a whole box full of Nightmare on Elm Street stuff that he had signed, like a uh, glove and a hat and the mask. Um, that was that was pretty cool. And then we had a cake like in front of the audience and everybody sung happy birthday. It was pretty neat. That's I always got screwed out of my, my birthday was in the summer. So I never got to celebrate in school. You know, in school, right. they'd always make a big yeah. deal for people. Like, it's your birthday. That never happened for me. So 
Uh, that That's was, what you that get when fun, you're born in August. Which is the best <laughs> month to be born. Um, but uh, so yeah, it was. That was that was that was a cool one. That one That's sticks fun. out. Yeah. Ryder, do you have one? Not really. I, I just remember we. I used to always go to a movie on my birthday. Like go to a movie with friends and then go get pizza. Um, mm. So I remember, you know, different That's movies. Cool. Back to the Future. Did your parents two. actually wish you a happy oh. birthday? Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Uh, what must that I be like? American Tale one year when I was like oh. six. Yeah, because you know, I was born in December, so there's usually like a good movie coming out around that yeah. time. La Bamba. I remember going to see La great Bamba. Movie. I just watched yeah, that like what, a week ago. Yeah, that was my, my seventh birthday, I want to say. And then what was amazing, that was a double feature, La Bamba with Dirty Dancing. I remember my parents being like, what's this Dirty Dancing? And then we were like, well, let's just stay. After we saw La Bamba, let's just stay for a double, you know, it's our special movie Whoa. night. It's Ryder's birthday. And then we were like, of course, Dirty Dancing was a much better movie that we oh yeah loved for years to come. Um, but yeah. What about you, That's Danielle? So cool. You got one? Um... I don't know. I remember like my, the first ever sleepover I was allowed to have. And like I had a bunch of girls spend the night over at my house and I opened up my presents, which were all like very cool, coordinated outfits, you know, like a wow. big scrunchie. And I remember <laughs> like that was really fun. And then my 13th birthday when we were on Boy Meets World was really fun. Remember, we did it at Ben's parents restaurant down in That's generations right generations yes. that yep. was your birthday yes we for some reason my, i thought we went we there for a like bus. a soft opening or something oh cool so it was your birthday I it totally was my remember birthday that. we yeah. rented a bus and yeah, everybody yeah like a party van and we all went down there together and uh yeah writer you wore a cool hat that gray hat with the satin ribbon on it and a oh, vest I, I wore that for an entire year <laughs> <laughs> that was my Oh god! As your go-to hat. When I was fifteen, I, I wear. I have. I still have it, but it was a, like a gray fedora. Yeah, a gray fedora. I've got great time. pictures like of you dancing jacket. with my cousins. Oh god! So it speaking, was so fun. Speaking of birthdays, we should address <laughs> the strangeness on our set of the number of people whose birthday was on the eleventh. Because Ryder's December 11th. December 11th. I'm August, August 11th. 11th. Matt Lawrence is February 11th. Sabrina Carpenter is something the 11th. There's like four May or five 11th. of us from the cast that were born on the 11th. Mm-hmm. Total coincidence, obviously, but still just an interesting little factoid. Interesting. Yeah, lots of 11s on our on We're our set. not interesting at all. Five, five. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> I, you don't think okay. it's interesting that a whole bunch of people from the same cast were born on the same day? No. We have it's three, not the same day. We it's have just three the same Williams. Number. What? Three Williams, too. There's a lot yeah, of winkings. It is still just, I'm not saying it was fate. I just think it's interesting. I always remember because it's easy to remember when like Ryder's birthday is. And I always, every year, wish him a happy birthday. Yeah. 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 I remember. I always remember Danielle's because, you know, Cinco de Mayo. It's super easy. You don't ever text me on my birthday. No, yes, I've never I gotten a text from Ryder on my birthday. I never either. remember Will's birthday. No. no. But. <laughs> I've texted you on your birthday, definitely. You have definitely. in the past. Yes, you have. Yes. Yeah. But Ryder's you must get, much you, more of a phone call person, though. Yeah. Ryder so, doesn't love text. So you're March 8th, then, if it's Cinco de Mayo, right? Am I getting that right? Right. You're right. That's yeah. correct. Um, that's good. No, Ryder is not. Ryder is... So we have our Pod Meets World chain. Um, and there's times where you and I and uh, husband Jensen, Jensen, producer, will go off. And I just see Ryder... I can see Ryder's face like... We're ten minutes oh, yeah. into a text chain. Oh my yeah. god! Will you or guys I'll be like, stop? Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Because it'll happen like while I'm teaching, you know. So it'll be like I'll be like giving a lecture and then like come back and I'm like, you have 457 messages. I'm like, you know, because you guys, you guys text like just yup 
or like thumbs up or like if I'm gonna text, it's like I'm gonna say something, yeah. get to a point, spell it no. out, and then move on. Like I'm, I'm much more of an emailer, not a texter. Yeah, you oh, are. God yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Oh, oh, man. Man. Messages. But we love each other. <laughs> we do. Yep. Well, thank you yep. for. Yep. Thumbs up. Thumbs, thumbs up. Heart. Thumbs up. Yep. <laughs> Crying emotion face. <laughs> Can we recap this episode again? Oh, we love it so much. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. You can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can also send us emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. Merch. Wow. Podmeetsworldshow.com. Our next episode that we will recap is episode from season one, episode 20, The Plays The Thing. It aired April 29th, oh, 1994. This. And I remember this episode. I'm Polonius. Little- I have a fat suit. Yes. yes. I don't remember, oh, I don't remember this at all. I remember, part, I remember a lot of this episode. Yeah, um, me too. And I'm excited to watch it. I haven't seen it. Did in, Lee, you know. Lee does a Southern accent version of Shakespeare. It's, do you remember this? I don't know does, if that stayed in the episode. I just remember during rehearsal. Uh, he says he, like they we researched uh, English accent. I think he does accents. it in Swedish. Isn't is that it, what it is? He does. He does this. <laughs> and it's his in his Southern twang. It's like a Swedish or a. Oh, I can't wait to find out. I can't wait. If I remember I know he that. says something like to the effect of they've done studies that what uh, Elizabethan English actually sounded like was closer to American Southern. And then he like does. That's what I remember. But maybe it's something uh, different. Man, like, maybe you're right. I don't know. I oh know he does a fantastic accent. And, right. and he does Hamlet, right? And it's really funny. So I can't wait oh, to watch man. that. But <laughs> all right. We'll see you all next time. Will, you want to send us off? We love you all. Hot dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was wooden. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.